0: Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men into one man
1: Merely a two-word review, it just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up into the That mm-hmm. right
0: there is a logical fallacy.
1: Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. As usual, we are glad you chose to hang out with us, and uh, it's been a fun week so far. Earlier this week on Halloween, no less, we got to uh, we got to talk to uh, Death. Or you get to hear me talk to the band Death. Now we got another great conversation for you. Now, this artist that we're going to be talking with today, uh, Skylar Good I uh, first heard about her. Uh earlier I think it was might have been like last year and uh this thing called the Big Star's Third was coming through. And what this is, is a giant like Big Star orchestra. Uh Jody the drummer, original drummer in Big Star um sort of put this together and had uh people uh from wilco had people from rem had uh chris stamey from the dbs uh, chris stamey is down in in raleigh and and he knows a lot of people down there and all these people down there uh like to make music one of the people uh that he he has encouraged uh along the way was miss skylar Goodas, and um you know you're gonna hear our history we got we run that down this conversation here but uh you know, you have this stage full of giants and all of a sudden this person that you've never heard of comes up and just belts out this song and you're like, holy crap she's amazing and you, and all of a sudden you see what, what Stamie saw and what, what everybody sees, what you can't help but see uh, when you hear her music so, so not soon after and earlier this year was an album that we actually didn't get around to, to covering per se, although we, we definitely mentioned it Uh, that it is one of my favorite albums of the year Uh, it's oleander it's her first solo album Uh, it is fantastic if you haven't heard it uh we're gonna fill you in on it throughout this podcast and we're actually gonna play a track from it at the end uh in my mind it's one of the year's best but it's 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 sort of a uh it's a it's not a throwback but it definitely uh you know she has influences and uh and you're gonna hear him on the record (laughs) And that's not a bad thing, a lot of people sort of run away from this type of stuff and uh and and she ran right to it and and the result is 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 just a a fine fine album for you to hear so uh that's that's what we're doing right now uh I don't think I really have anything else to mention to you uh you know she was just up here playing uh opening up for teenage fan Club. I'm sure she'll be back again, but if she's coming to your town uh and there's tour dates in the show notes please go see her. Um, until then, why don't you get to know her a little? So let's head down to the basement here and uh, settle in and get your beverage here. So let's, let's, let's have a chat with Miss Skylar Goodass right now. Hope you enjoy it. I'm so happy
0: I could die I'm so happy I could die right now I'm so happy since you left me
1: Die because I'm so happy just going That's, okay. That's gonna bring everybody down. <laughs> I said, I said up bill, and he was just like, "No." Nah. He's like, "No, let's not <laughs> like, do nah, that." <laughs> no, um, let's
2: have a good time.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll get started, or right, we have started. uh yeah, th- sure. th- Thanks for coming down, Skyler. Oh, thanks for this having is, me. Uh, we try to do this a little earlier on in the year when your album *Oleander* first came out yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it was a uh it's a stunning album so thank to get you that so out much way, that was actually the first album this year that i just fell in love with because it was like you know you have albums i think over the course of years like man that's gonna there it is 2016 got it and that, <laughs> and that was one of them uh it's thank you. it's a for anybody who hasn't heard it it's a it's gorgeous first of all it is uh, you're channeling a little bit of Joni Mitchell, a little bit of uh, Carole King, mm. a lot of Carole King. Love uh, Carole King. But you're also uh, sounding uh, exactly like yourself, which is sort of the trifecta. I think it's what you want when you do an album, right? Yeah. That you're, not, yeah. That you're not You just, want you,
2: not to get accused of you know, plagiarism.
1: Like right. right. your influences are fine. Yeah. But
2: <laughs> sure, sure. When
1: you finished it or when you were doing the tracks, did you just like turn around, like high five yourself, and be like, "Fuck no. yeah, I got that"? <laughs> because I mean, this is—I was—I uh. was listening to it again this morning, and it—it—it legitimately—it's—it's it's just a powerful, like, professional, like record. Thank you. And not a lot of people know who you are, and so it's not—it's not like the—it's like incognito. Yes. Yeah.
2: No. Um. Well, I recorded the the producer. Or the co-producer of the record is Chris Stamey, and uh, he's the record. He's the reason I made the record because um, he came to me and he was like, "I want to make a record with you." I was like working at uh, the coffee shop I worked at at the time, um, Cafe Triadi in Chapel Hill, and he like stopped by and he was like, "Can we go chat?" He's like, "Let's let's make a record," and I was like, "Okay, that sounds great." um had he
1: seen you around town or just he was like well, hey can I have some had, coffee and let's make a record because that's sort of weird
2: <laughs> <laughs> no we had worked together on the big stars third yeah. um shows and I had sang on his album that he had just put out lovesick blues um and I had gone over and done some demos with him so it was not completely um out of the blue but you know as you're saying professional sounding Chris Tamy's very professional sounding yeah. we did it at his a recording studio, Modern Recording. And we also worked at the Fidelatorium in Kernersville, which is Mitch Easter's place. Um, and then I did one track with Scott Litt out in Venice in California. And um, I was very lucky to get to work with all those very professional right. people.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, and, and uh, musical, uh, the big leagues. Yeah, you know, uh, For a lot of those definitely. guys doing the baseball project, you know, the, the, oh, that terminology. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, how... how did you uh because you you've sort of surrounded yourself by by working with all these people and it doesn't you know it seems like you just did a tour with eric bachman yes uh, that, the big stars eric. the big stars third thing is like no joke and mm-hmm. you know that was one of the standouts it's like who's this person who's kind of good as who's that and yeah. it's like blowing every everybody away but you're up there with all these guys you name up there with mike mills all these music mm. legends like how did you sort of fall mm. into that crowd
2: Um, well, again, that was, uh, Chris Damey is quite the orchestrator, but he, he sort of, uh, got a bunch of North Carolina musicians to sort of be at the core of that, of that group. And, um, I mean, it's really just a testament to everybody that's involved, Jody Stevens, all the people you mentioned, um, Ken Stringfellow, John Auer, and, uh, everybody you know, in Mike, of course, all some of the guys from Wilco, everybody is just Pat Sandstone, yeah like the kindest, uh, most humble, most music loving people, you know. Yeah. So it's not you just get a bunch of people together in a room that love music and yeah. like, everybody, you know, is isn't an equal and is lovely. And
1: that's weird in twenty sixteen though. <laughs> like, <laughs> to get you don't that see many it.
2: people. Yeah, it kind of if, felt like a rock and roll uh camp or something like that, right right because you and brett harris too was it was
1: also amazing yes
2: Brett's fantastic Um,
1: and but yeah and you you saw uh on that stage uh if if anybody you guys are still doing it too i think right we
2: are yes and there's a movie there that's coming out so
1: (laughs) so you're a uh uh successful album (laughs) <laughs> maker and a movie star No,
2: No, I don't think it's... Uh, not a movie star, right? I guess movie is the... I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like a documentary. Okay. It's just the a release of the footage uh, from the big stars third shows. So okay. It's coming out next year.
1: Um, So that, that that's sort of an organic just falling into that based on what's going down in North Carolina. Which, yeah. Which what's going on down there is is kind of crazy. Let me tell There's, you what. Yeah, it's tell so, me what. <laughs> like,
0: it's so
2: good. It's like people in North Carolina... I mean... Every like every week I hear about another musician that has moved to North Carolina yeah. to um just like the community just keeps getting larger and larger and I mean it's a beautiful place to live it's affordable uh currently the politics are terrible yeah. um but
1: but you're out playing shows to protest it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot there's huge protests um in lots of lots of different ways that many artists are involved with in
1: and uh, um I love phil's shirt.
0: Yeah.
2: He
1: does <laughs> like, fuck H V two. Oh yeah,
2: fuhb H V two, yes. And uh Kim Register from Lomelands who they're about to put out an album. Really great. And Kim owns the Pinhook down in Durham. And I think that they started that FU yeah. two t shirt. I'm not sure though. But um yeah, really great. Really great music community down there. So many wonderful people. Sylvanesso, yeah. on the wall, um, Phil, Brad, Mount Mariah, Merge Records, of course, based out of Durham. Yeah. yeah lots of lots of great uh, stuff. And a lot of those
1: guys are, are too, uh, especially that crew are from Wisconsin. Yeah, originally so, from Wisconsin. Is, but there's
2: lots of wonderful uh North Carolina. There's Manolin Orange yeah, 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 wonderful and um of course Mount Mariah is from North Carolina. There's just so yeah. many, so many great people.
1: It, and so it is just that it it's reached this sort of boiling point where there's so many creatives down there and people oh are just gosh. so open to it. Because it doesn't, you know, when I talk to anybody from there, it they're really just like, This is the best scene. There it doesn't is. seem to be competition. It's just like everybody no. is playing on everybody's everything. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's not a big thing. And it's, you know, like for us and for me, like an album like yours or Phil's is like the biggest thing in the world. And then, you know, I pull out a little um, and I'm like, Oh no, wait, it's actually sort of small. And that's <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, because it will, it will get bigger. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no way to ignore like all these great things that are coming out of there. Yeah. Uh, and you've got like merge records down there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Southwest Virginia. Oh, well, I grew up in Lynchburg. About, oh, in Lynchburg. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah, so not that different from Ashland. No, yeah. Uh, except so, except for Jerry Falwell. More mountains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, <laughs> Jerry, yeah Jerry Falwell and the, and Liberty University, but yeah. Um, it's a little different. You know, it's knowing how the south can be and even mm. though that it is the research triangle down there, yes, it's always we live sur- in a bubble. Yeah, it's always surprising sure. though when you see that to this extent like just lurch up and be like holy shit like look at all this going on
2: oh yes it's very yeah that's that's troubling and yeah like you said the research triangle is is definitely a bubble um and i know it's been hard for a lot of people in north carolina because it's felt so progressive for such a long Mm -hmm. time um but you know they're very specific (laughs) agendas going on currently (laughs) in our state government um that are You know, terrible and based on hate and divisive and, uh, but not for long, hopefully. Not for long. Yeah.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we feel a little that in D.C. as far as we are in a very small bubble. Sure. And then you go into Southern Maryland and you same, same type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's good to get out though. Once in a while, I actually work in oh, Southern yeah. Maryland. So I see it and I'm oh, like, yeah, sure. Give it gives a little perspective. Well, um, yeah,
2: like you said, I'm from Ashland. So yeah. I, the see, bubble never, so quite you feels- know about <laughs>
1: Virginia like and, <laughs> yeah, that, and yeah, yeah, how yeah. Virginia is. It's gorgeous. It is, it is. It is a great place to grow up. Uh, but then you can run into a level of like conservatism that is appalling yes. to anybody with like just a common sense of decency.
2: Well, Yes, that's
1: true, and it's very,
2: yeah, I was, Um, I got my tarot cards read a few weeks ago.
1: <laughs> was, it, was it on uh, 29 that there's a place you can stop by?
2: Oh, no. Yeah. That's really cool. I think it's
1: outside Charlottesville.
2: Oh, no. that yeah. was, No, I didn't know, but maybe now. Yeah. Um, but the woman who read my tarot cards was very interesting, and she was saying, she had, like, recently lived in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was talking about the South and how she was like, yeah, the South, they just like, they're just so, it's so rooted in the past and they have all these ghosts and it's like, they just like, can't escape these ghosts. I thought that was like a really interesting, just thinking about it that way. Like we have all these, you know, Virginia and North Carolina and the South, we have all these cities, um, uh, based in this really terrible history yeah. and, uh, and we just have not quite grappled with that.
1: No, no, because the cities in Virginia are not big cities. They, they all, no. They're little big cities. I mean, little even Richmond, cities, yeah. Richmond's a small town. It's so true. It's not I as small as too. Roanoke, but, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. but it, it is a small town. And it, and when you have these things where there is no like major metropolis mm. uh, in a state, and I think North Carolina is somewhat like that. You can go all the way to Charlotte, but Raleigh-Durham sure, Raleigh is, isn't big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss some of that uh, offsetting. As opposed to, like, if you have a Philadelphia or you have a Chicago. or if,
2: Sure. Yeah. You have a lot of, yeah, just have a lot of uh, old ways. People mm-hmm. said in old, old terrible ways. But
1: you can romanticize it. And that's fun. Yeah. That's fun sometimes. I but think, again, until think you I've run. I
2: to, yeah, too many weddings on
1: plantations. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. like
2: a little, at a certain point, you're like, what's going
0: on? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this happening? Well,
1: well, like, I don't go down there much. And, and it's because, hey, I grew up. They're like, you know, the blue Ridge mountains are they're gorgeous, but I grew up, you know, 10 minutes away. So mm-hmm. I don't, and, uh, and when I do, it is, it is always, uh, it, it seems a little further out <laughs> than it was before. Mm. Um, because I've been in DC now for like eight or nine years. Sure. And, sure. um, you know, I can go with people and be like, oh, this is gorgeous, this is gorgeous. I'm like, but let me tell you how mean this town is.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And, and And what the, the general beliefs of this little town uh, can be. Sure. And that's, sure. you know, that's just, uh, I guess that's something we do in the South. Yeah. You it's
2: know? it's a complicated, we got a complicated past, mm-hmm. though. all of the United States. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, the whole sure. world does, but the United yeah. States was built on slavery. Yes. We have a, a complicated past that we, are just now reckoning with I feel like which is you know not to talk too much about politics but that we're just we're just now beginning to you know well not just now beginning to but we're very much talking about we're, race in our country We're seeing that there's a the lot more time. work
1: to do yeah. like you know there for a lot of people I think the the pill uh, of getting Obama elected was like, yeah, it's, we've done it! And then, right. and then now, eight, eight years later, you know, kids are getting shot in the street explicitly because they're black. right? Right? Um, right. And uh, there was an incident in, here in D.C. I think last week uh, a friend, or a kid and his friend were just uh, basically getting money. Oh, and a white goodness. couple uh, called him in. And the cops basically beat oh, the crap out of God. him and uh, put him in the hospital. And that's it, that's here in D.C. and that, and that's mm-hmm. what I mean about going down south where it's like it's it's this meanness and it's stuff it's, that like right. I'm waking up to seeing like, oh wow, I really did think that it was better than that and it's not and so now we have to be like okay well, let's let's yeah let's work on it let's, let's yeah. figure this out yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's achievable yeah I think at some point
2: right I mean I don't I guess you know what is it what is achievable but I mean I think as you're saying the. Very for the waking up of of people to realize that there are grave inconsistencies with how white people are treated in this country yeah. and people of color are treated in this country. Yeah, yeah. And people's lives, you know, are dependent upon that.
1: Yeah, yeah. They really, really are. Um, let's swing, uh, let's swing back to the music sure. a little bit. So, what you uh, you said you grew up in in Ashland, Virginia? Yes. When uh, do you remember first? taken to an instrument and which one was it
2: um i well my family is very musical and i started playing the flute when i was about five or six and uh my dad played the piano Grant, my mom played the piano my brother played the guitar and many other things but yeah the flute was my first instrument
1: okay were you uh playing like in, in just a school band where you're writing songs where you just like dicking around like
2: yeah i took a I was classically mm. trained in suzuki flute from a very young age Interesting.
1: i i just talked to sarah watkins and we were talking oh, yeah we were talking about the suzuki method
2: oh and did she do suzuki yeah she oh, wow. did
1: and and because her fiddle teacher would not uh would not teach her how to play fiddle, unless she had the <laughs> fundamentals. Yeah. So what we were talking about, I was like, so we both took Suzuki because I played violin. Oh, did you? And I was like, where did I go wrong? Because, like, <laughs> you're Sarah Watkins, and, like, I'm clearly not on that level. <laughs> um, uh, so, so you were doing Suzuki method, which is basically ear training.
2: Yes, totally. Um, and I actually had, I was really lucky to have a flute teacher I sort of changed flute teachers a few years in, and I, my flute teacher, who was actually really instrumental in a lot of my musical education, um, her name is Amy Thompson Blake, and she taught flute, and my brother uh, took guitar from her husband, who taught guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amy was like, you have to learn how to read music. <laughs> so she taught yeah. me how to read music. Um, and she is the first person that taught me. She like sat me down at a piano, and she was like, okay every other one is like one three five and that makes a chord and if you take the three and you take it on a half step then that's a minor chord and i was like when my yeah. mind was blown um yeah. that it was that easy and then of course like because the flute it's like up here same with the fiddle yes. you know you yeah. can't you're not looking at it necessarily but to like have it on the piano sort of very straightforward like yeah. for you that was really really helpful
1: yeah, that's actually the path I took. Is and, yeah. you know, It was like reading music. It's a like piano. Yeah, and yeah, And it's was yeah. just like, oh, okay, so this is how you play. And it's it still to this day. Like, I've, I've played guitar for, oh, shit, like 30 years wow. maybe at this point. And if you ask me about theory because I got so fed up with it, I, I sure. couldn't tell you. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm just like, whatever. The three sure. and the five, yeah, I, I <laughs> something about that. But um, when uh when did you start writing songs and thinking about – or. Playing in front of people.
2: Um, I have always written songs since I can remember since I was very, very young. Um, you know what your first one was? <laughs> I think I do. Well, I know that there was one that my mom will always be like, do you remember this song? Yeah, I do remember my first song was, it was something about the stars and like this, we lived in this <laughs> farmhouse. It was something about the, the farmhouse yeah. sitting on top of the house. I wrote when I was really young, but, um, yeah, always written songs and I don't, when was the first, I guess my flute recitals were like the first concerts that I like played out live and like, you know, like with Suzuki that you just, the concerts are just like, a huge group of kids oh, yeah. and they all just play the same songs over <laughs> oh, yeah, and over yeah, again.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like here's a song from book three. Yeah, here's exactly. a song from book seven. And just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um did you play it uh Ashland Coffee and Tea? I did, actually. You
2: did? I used to go there growing up all the time. My friends worked there and I have played there before. Yeah.
1: Was that when you started getting out doing the folk thing?
2: I did yeah. You know, I didn't play there for a long time till like till like out of college maybe i never i never played there in high school they were always like like the Avit brothers were playing there when i was yeah uh younger and a bunch of other bands that they were way better than i was when i was in high school
1: i mean back before they were now they're a stadium band sure yeah um when uh so so you're 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 playing music you're in a musical family uh you get to college are you going to school for music or what are you doing no
2: i didn't i didn't want to be a musician i wanted to be an actress and i so i went to unc which is what brought me to north carolina and to chapel hill and um was in the drama school there and the creative writing program um and then i just sort of started playing in bands accidentally (laughs) and then i was like oh this is what i should do
1: were you trying to write the songs for the band or were you just like Feeling it out, I filling never, in.
2: Or, I just, I've always written songs, so I've always yeah. just like had a bunch of songs. Um, but I'd never was like, I want to play these with the. I wasn't like, let me make a band. Um, and then this guy asked me to join his band, and Casey, who's actually uh, on tour with me right now, he was also in that band, and we were like playing in musicals together, and then <laughs> somehow, yeah, somehow I just ended up playing in those bands, just being I in the bands and yeah. being like. Yeah, it was really totally like an accident, but I, but it was definitely I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I don't want to. I don't think I want to do the so, whole auditioning.
1: Right, right, right. Game all the time. And so, for at this point now, you've been playing the bands for how long?
2: I guess that that was like ten years. I guess. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight, ten years.
1: When when you sit down to write um, some of these songs, uh, like say, kick out the chair. Mm-hmm. Are you? Um,
2: What's up? Is this Gus? This is Gus. Hey, Gus. Gus. What's up, Kitty? Are
1: you gonna sit down? <laughs> you might. Um, when, when you when you sit down and write one of these songs, you know, you mentioned that you were in creative writing, mm-hmm. and you know, often like songwriters can be sort of divided into like storytellers or confessionals. Mm. Uh, which do you think you're in?
2: Mm, I don't know. I guess probably I would hope a little bit of both.
1: Okay. I suppose. Because these are maybe, very evocative songs.
2: Maybe I I guess you could say that they're confessional. Um you know, it's not really like this is the ballad of so and so. Um mm-hmm. but so I guess that they're they're confessional.
1: okay i don't know i mean so did you write this album about like a specific relationship or a bunch of relationships because if if it's confessional then that's sure um
2: i wrote i mean they're all highly personal songs um but they're not i wouldn't say they're like about specific that's not like this song is about this person in this time and place it's more just like uh certain details are evocative of specific situations but Mm -hmm. um then you know you just sort of like they become you make them like the the most condensed you can make them to sure sure to have the feelings communicated i guess
1: yeah no no because and, and that's it's it's funny cuz you're using uh, an idiom of like we mentioned like Carole King and mm. and, and a, a style of music like it's hilariously labeled uh indie or alternative and Sure, it's like yes. this is this is classic songwriting mm. this is and classic delivery of the songwriting mm. um and there's something about that uh, to me at least that it's built in you're going to feel something unless unless you're dead but throughout yeah. all this uh you know there is uh deep like heartbreaking a lot of the songs mm-hmm. uh but uh the i'm so happy <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's there's this hilarious like <laughs> sense of humor cuz that song is just brutally brutally funny <laughs> at the same time a little self-deprecating <laughs> um, yes when uh you were sitting down to to write this and and you said you were a fan of carol King were was was this like were you telling Chris and the people you were work with like hey I really wanted to make this this type of album or was it just like more organic like this is how this comes out this is who you are.
2: Well, the songs the songs happened and when we first talked about making the record we were like it's just going to be um you know like me and the piano like that was it we we're like just like okay you know live takes and then um and then we talked about like a little bit of string arrangements and then you know things just sort of like spiraled out from there um yeah because
1: i mean the string arrangements are gorgeous oh thank you and they they, they make a Chris, lot of the record
2: yeah yeah thank you um and that was chris's you know really really wanted that and i'm glad i'm glad those things happened um he made them he made them beautiful but yeah i think that they just sort of we just didn't want to put anything on there that didn't feel honest so yeah it just sort of we just experimented a lot, and then, if we put too much on, we we're like, you know, this no longer feels like how it needs to, then we to take it off, but it wasn't like so intentional of like let's make a string record or like let's make a such and such it was just sort of and actually, when we I'm so happy it was one of the ones that was later to the table, and mm-hmm. we decided we're like, does this even
1: fit with the rest of them yeah. and
2: then um, but you know it we tried to keep it all. It fits thematically. Said. Sure, yeah. Like,
1: if you're talking about these relationships and these different points in these relationships, uh, you know, kind of like Friday Night Blues and mm-hmm. like, stuff like that, um, then that is a, a phase of some point. Like, it's certainly not like a concept record, mm. um, but uh, it, it, it fits thematically. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't fit, like, sonically, uh, mm-hmm. as tight as some of the other stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of this t- record that you're spending uh, time in, like, a, a dusky club. <laughs> you know, there's like smoke coming up, and and, <laughs> and you're playing piano, and you have like this, you know, these, be- these arrangements, the string band uh-huh, on stage, uh-huh. and you know people are like, oh, everybody's hearts broken, yeah, that's the- <laughs> But you know, by the end, it's still, uh, it's it's kind of a fantastic ride because, like, that's just shit like everybody goes through, right? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> right, but but I don't but know. Pe- no, but people, I I guess. People more often than not like don't commit to that a lot mm. in their art, and so to hear it, that's I mean that's one of the most like refreshing things about the album is the actual writing and how these are conveyed. You said you like mm. you condense down, you condense down mm. uh, to get that emotion, but you seem to be in tune with like what mm. <laughs> what you're trying to say here <laughs> um, when um, when you're writing stuff. I mean, are you like just spitballing? Are you are you using a notebook? Are you like, what's inspiring you is besides your personal experiences?
2: Um, I guess when I'm writing, sometimes I'll have, like, an idea for, like, just friends. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to write a song about being just friends with somebody. You know, yep. like, with that feeling. And I'm so happy I could die. That mm-hmm. that was sort of a, the same vein where, like, I had a concept for what I wanted the song to be. And then some of the other ones were just feeling-based, just sort of, like, sitting down and working through play, playing chords and singing and being like, what is it exactly that I'm singing about right now? Or like, what is it that's moving me that I'm, yeah. that I'm writing about that you don't even really know until you sort of start of put it all together and you're like, Oh, that's what I'm okay. Cool. That's what I'm about." Yeah. <laughs> um, but that sort of brainstorming process is like, I love that part of it. It's harder for me to like tie up, tie it all up with a bow, you yeah. know, and like finish it. Right. Um, yeah
1: yeah um <laughs> uh you know so has playing with obviously these people that you've played with like in the big star thing mm. uh i mean were you this isn't uh i, I don't mean this pejoratively like this is sure. a throwback album yeah uh, for sure <laughs> yeah, um yeah. but uh were you is that sort of your general nature like that's what the uh the sort of I guess atmosphere that you want to project or did this come from working with these guys?
2: It, I don't, it didn't come from working with those guys. I wouldn't yeah. say, uh, I mean, I grew up, my parents are a little bit older, so I grew up listening to, um, like you were saying, Joni Mitchell, Carol yeah. King, um, uh, Laurel Canyon, all of that yeah. stuff. That was my, that was, There's uh, a lot my of California sound in this, in yeah, this record. Yeah. There's a lot of it um i love california and my dad has a very classical music background and so that's i think that it came it came from that those were the songs mm. that i i had written a bunch of i had written songs before and i put out songs uh with other bands and albums um but those these songs that went on oleander were songs that were reflective definitely i think of of those those listening spaces and yeah. that and being being in that place where there are kind of songs that I wrote that I didn't really think that I was going to record them for a while or oh. I was just like, yeah. you know, I'll do that like later on mm-hmm. after like I have my crazy rock and roll life <laughs> right. years. Right. But, um, but I'm glad that I'm glad that they did. They did yeah. happen.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's out now. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole thing about, you know, the, the line it takes, like 19 years or however many years to write your first album <laughs> and, and then and and that's the you know the sophomore mm. slump but to that point slump. you know when when you drop an album that is is this like exceptional like uh you've been touring a good bit you've been mm-hmm. playing you're playing tonight with a yeah. teenage fan club which yes. is no small no small bill
2: <laughs> yeah oh we're um, so so excited
1: and uh you know, but looking forward to what you're doing now, are you starting to like get into like another record or you,
2: yes, are you? I am. I'm like halfway through writing my next record or I'm like, maybe, maybe more than that. So when
1: you say writing, are you, you just writing down the thoughts and feelings or like writing down the music?
2: Like I'm, I'd say I'm halfway done with completed songs for this next album, not like recorded completed, but like Mm -hmm. um, written down ideas and, and, chords and everything um yeah i'm really excited about about that
1: are are you going down the same roads or is it it one of those things like like you reject what you did before oh (laughs) that's so over that
2: um i'm kind of trying to i'm trying to let it be a little organic Mm -hmm. in terms of that which is hard you know because it's thinking about uh thinking about how it's going to be recorded i think that will be the answer to that question because a lot of the songs I don't think the songs have really changed. I mean, I think the songs sound the same and they might uh you know, they'll have a different treatment, I think, than than the oleander treatment. But mm-hmm. um in terms of the type of songs, they're still really I think I'm writing an album about death. Don't tell anybody. Oh. <laughs> um but
1: You you want me to bleep that album. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you don't have to. Yeah,
2: it was one of those things where I was like writing all these songs all of a sudden i was like oh that's what i'm writing about okay cool (laughs) i just figured that out where uh, Um, i mean
1: is that coming from a certain place
2: oh probably lots of different places uh but that um that's definitely i think in terms of it being a a serious like emotional album i think it's definitely going to be as serious emotionally as as only under is and probably as any record i would make is because i'm I I cry you're pretty You're full cool of the feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong
1: with that. I mean, <laughs> because I mean, you're good at like sharing them with other people. And I mean, th- actually, does that make you feel better when you do that? When you do this record, and mm. somebody is like, "And I really relate to that song," or you're like, "Oh, oh thanks." Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. I I think it's cool whenever anybody relates to anything. Um, I think I'd be. I think it would be dishonest of me to make uh to make. A record that wasn't very emotionally
1: right
2: right at least at this point in my life i suppose which is not to say that i don't love to write a song right. like uh i'm so happy i could die i have some songs like
1: that yeah, too yeah. for sure um but yeah but i mean you're not gonna go out and like jump on nick and amelia's record <laughs> or maybe <laughs> oh, you will yeah, but you I won't, you won't, you, won't you won't ape that are you kidding yeah. um
2: no i am not i I am not an electronic uh magician by any nah, any means. Nah. Uh, Although I love love it, I love the new Bon Iver record too. So uh, beautiful.
1: we're gonna have words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't tell me you're going to put more vocoder on your album. No, 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 no. I, uh, we actually no. reviewed it. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't take to it. I don't, which is oh, fun, you don't. Which is fun.
2: No, I. I Do you, fa- oh, you just really uh, reviewed. i oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh,
1: no, go, no, go ahead.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say you just reviewed Solange's album, we didn't you? Did. I didn't get to hear about it, it but was, what did you think? Have you, have you heard
1: the album? Yeah, I like it, it, it man. Fucking amazing, yeah. It, and it's and it's important, uh, sort of what we were talking about earlier. Sure, it's important because it, uh, it you don't expect somebody like Solange to talk about that, sure. and you don't. And when I ask people about this, you know, you you play like protest shows, you you have a voice in this, and and you're pretty active, I and mean, you just did even like a hurricane relief, which
2: oh yeah, yeah, well no, not a hurricane relief, but yeah, we just did a protest show, yeah, against yeah, yeah.
1: HB two, yes. yeah, and and. That's sort of what like if you have the platform like you should you should use it why not yeah I have these mics and so we can talk about whatever we want to you know and but with that album you know you look at a pop star Mm -hmm. and even though her sister did make the baddest motherfucking album of all time (laughs) uh, at exactly the right time uh, there no expectation that she needed to do that yeah and then when she did it's so. It's it's just powerful.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: there's another album uh, that we've actually been pushing a lot. Our friend uh, Aaron Abernathy. Oh, which, I saw
2: the review that too. I have not heard uh,
1: of that. Listen to it. It's amazing. Cool. He's and he's he's from here in DC, and he's but uh, he's traveled all over with like Black Milk and people. He's he's just it's an amazing like soul album talking about a different side of the Black experience. Yeah. You know, it's explicitly him, but it it opens up to include everybody else. So with the Solange album, it it's just another thing in this year of a like, holy shit, twenty sixteen. <laughs> what is going on with the What's music? Yeah, you know, because I mean, literally starting off with yours, you know, when when somebody that is a I,
2: high compliment. I, well,
1: yeah, it, 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 it's deserved. When somebody sends out somebody something like us, and they're like, oh, here's this little uh, songwriter from North Carolina. It's like, <laughs> okay, I know what to expect. I got it, and then you put it on, and it's like. I, I was so wrong. I did not know what to say. <laughs> this is amazing, and, and it's just uh, continued to hit that mark. I mean, mm. how, many, like, how many good albums can we take?
0: All the good albums? I think so. I mean I yeah. was talking
1: with um, Marcus Moore over at Bandcamp about this, and he, you know, we're like, dude, 2015, 2014, maybe there's like 15 or 16 albums that you really are going to carry with you." going forward this year it's like 70 like yeah yeah <laughs> and that like i don't know what's going on don't really care though something because like what's next after solange's album i don't like, know Like who who, who oh, who's next? i don't
2: know but you just i just got excited that's
1: so because that's a soul album with a capital s and that's so going to be in rotation in 10 years yeah like kids yes. like in their teens are going to put that on and be like remember when this, remember and when this, this yeah. happened yeah. And, it, and it's yeah it's just it's fucking crazy yeah. and, and i'm great. i'm enjoying it greatly though um got a little off track i think <laughs> i don't know um, <laughs>
2: perfectly on track
1: so i mean you know it's funny too that you're you're writing an album about death which how, how old are you now at
2: 29 29
1: so not even not even the big three zero. not yet uh See. i uh and i was talking about this with somebody last night i uh I'm in like mid forties and didn't have a midlife crisis, and I'm not having one. Like, well,
2: that's because midlife is now like seventy five. Well, thanks. Now,
1: <laughs> now, now, I know what I have to look for too. Um, no, and I really just randomly started thinking about death due to some conversations I had with people, mm. and just being like, "Fuck, it's the end of the line." Like, it's literally. <laughs> oh man. No, no, but not as a bummer. <laughs> I'm like yeah 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 oh okay well I'm not in, not in a spaz way like well, why would I waste time with right. with stuff like right. go go, oh, go yes. out and do good stuff go out and be good as yes. much as you can yes. uh, because that really like even if it's a small sphere of influence can change like a lot yeah uh, by doing that and and so it'll be interesting to hear I think for me personally like how you tackle that. Especially because I know where I was with death at twenty nine. Where were you? I I mean, well, I lost my aunt, uh, the cancer, oh. when I was like, but that was earlier. I'm so so sorry. Oh, it's it's thank you, but it is decades ago, sure. and and it was, uh, the first time facing it, and it was just like, what what is this? Like what? Mm. I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And then it was like now all of a sudden, like oh, got my head wrapped around it. <laughs> all right, and yeah. and you can write about that i think and a lot of like authors have done it and you can write about it in a way that isn't fearful of it That's just like yeah yeah okay i th- i think uh who's it? uh mike taylor yeah uh, uh one of the lines on his new record uh oh, which th- one? i think it's like there- there's one way in and one way out mm. and you're all taking the ride some something mm. to that effect which like love it come on yeah like that have you yeah. played on his stuff
2: Oh man, no! But I would love to. We were just listening to his um, his record in the car actually mm. yesterday. We were driving. That's another one. Magical sounds so good. Magical, so good. Him,
1: him, and Phil formed this bond, mm. and the work both of them are doing now. I agree. Are, are are just astounding. I agree. Uh, almost on the level of what you are doing now. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: in terms of. Yeah, I guess in terms of death, my family is, um, or my dad's family is Polish, and when they immigrated, they opened a funeral home in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh my god! <laughs> so my family is super morbid. So I kind of, I think that I probably think about death. Me and my brother, my brother is a filmmaker. Uh, if you see, watch any of his films too. Uh, we both have very. Dark senses of humor, I yeah. would say. Um, death is definitely a common theme in our, just in our lives and our and our families. Um, but I have started thinking about death in a different way. I realized, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's not, it's not fear so much. I guess I don't really know. I guess that's why I'm I'm writing an album about it. But yeah, uh, just. Like my grandmother passed away this year, and that was the first time I'd been with somebody as they died, and yeah, um, so I was like, "Wow, I thought death was like a part of my life for a long time, but this is a very this different is, yeah um experience, and then some people you know, are around death all the time, and it's just like so much a part of everything we do, and yeah, anyways, I'm really, really thinking a lot about it. I'm thinking a lot. There's so many different um different cultural rituals around death, mm-hmm. and I'm a big dork. And I took Latin for like six years, so <laughs> no, that's I, a serious dork move. It's very dorky, <laughs> almost as dorky as playing the flute. Um, and so I am really into like Roman mythology and mm-hmm. Greek mythology. Um, and they have like such wonderful like symbols around around death, yeah. and um, you know, I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, well, thank you so much for coming down. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Thanks I, for having I me. I cannot wait to see the set tonight. I saw you. I saw. I forget where it was. I saw a set before, and I was just like, all right, that's set oh, I've seen. So
2: thank you. We're really excited. We have uh, Laura King's like rock and roll drummer. She's playing yes. with me and matt douglas is gonna be on saxophone he's great he's on the new bony bear record yep. and i think he's on the hiss record too and josh moore wonderful singer he'll be with me so awesome and casey toll good crew awesome
1: well thanks a lot Skyler.
2: thank you so much mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for Skyler Goodass for, uh, for coming down And, and hanging out uh, she, Like I said, she did that right before Opening up for Teenage Fan Club at the 930 Club So her band came up, hung out uh, just, had, just had a good little talk you know, Spent a nice hour up here At the house And uh, and hopefully she'll be back uh, for her next album Which will, hopefully will be soon Can't wait to hear all about death uh, Especially From uh, from her perspective It's going to be awesome um, You know we play tracks on this podcast, and a lot of times we try to introduce you to other artists and sometimes try to do a nice pairing. But I think in this case, uh, the pairing is going to be uh, who we just talked to because, you know, she's a smaller artist. It's for, for someone like me and someone like the people who work on the site. Like, how could you not know who Skylar Goodes is? Um, but uh, maybe you don't. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing about her. So we figured we're going to play a track. Uh, from Oleander for you So track we're going to play is called I'll Be Your Man uh, It actually premiered a little while ago The video premiered on Brooklyn Vegan uh, It's directed by her brother You know, you heard her saying she had a creative family And um, and, uh, and it's great Like everything else in the album So uh, put on your headphones Settle in Here you go This is Skylar Good as is I'll Be Your Man Off of her album Oleander
0: Goodbye songs, and then give me some more after that. I'll low you down to the water, and I tell you I'll be back. So give me all your goodbyes. Ooh, what's a girl to do I'll be
1: I'll be your man. Uh, Skyler Goodas as offer exceptional debut album Oleander. Uh, I keep saying this is one of my favorite albums of the year uh, because I mean it. You're definitely going to see it on my list. You're going to see it on. Uh, you might see it on a few people's lists. Uh, you might see it on our big year-end list. We're starting to suss that out. Um, thanks again to Skylar and her band for swinging by, taking the time to do that, and thanks for the awesome performance at the 930 Club. That was exceptional. Uh, there's tour dates down below. You can uh there's links to her music. There's links to listen to it, a place where you can buy it. Uh just you know, indulge yourself and explore uh the art of Skylar Goodass. You will not be you will not be disappointed. Um that's about the end of the, our podcast this week. We're about to the end here, if you liked what you heard, we got a couple things you can do. Uh you can subscribe to it and and you don't just subscribe to us you know there's a lot of people making podcasts there's a lot of people doing this in their basements uh at their kitchen tables or whatnot uh, a lot of a lot of really smart people uh doing stuff like this uh the smart people being the other people, not us but uh you know subscribe to it let them know let them know that like they're not just like yelling into the void uh subscribe to it give them a rating, give them a star or something uh email them reach out to them and uh for us, you know you can do that and we'll respond always. Uh, This week, I'm going to direct you to Eduardo at JunkieGlasses.com. He will respond to every comment. No matter – you have an existential question, ask it. He's well-equipped to answer it. Uh, But you can also listen to us on Google Play. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen to us on MixCloud. If you like SoundCloud, you can do that. The last two episodes are always going to be up there. We rotate those out. So this will be up uh, for about a week before it rotates out for the next one. Uh, And I've mentioned this. I've given you the spiel before at the end of these podcasts about our tip jar you guys know what it is if you like what we're doing and you think it's worth something then uh tip us or not it's just there it's just there and uh you know it's like we do i do patreon i support our friend marcus Dallin. uh everything he does he gets a dollar uh so if that's if that's a thing you you want to do and and you know this is how you support the arts uh then then do that and we will be uh we'll be extremely grateful uh, but it's cool if you don't. It's always cool if you don't, just as long as uh, we entertain you a little bit. Um, i got to mention before we get out of here that uh, the election is coming up on Tuesday. It's very important. If you haven't uh, early voted, you can. Think about doing that. Get out and get those numbers in. But please, if you're registered to vote, uh, which you should have been. I think it's too late now. But if you're registered to vote, please get out and vote it is so very important especially uh this election just get out ha- let your voice be heard and uh and let's see if we can't get get over this little hump and then move on to some better things and uh and uh yeah Yeah, you know, we, we we got a we got a podcast that'll be talking more about that on monday where marcus myself casey ray and uh And I uh, We're going to sit down And talk about country music And it it gets It gets pretty political but that's okay We do that from time to time Um But Before we get to that Just you know Just You know what to do people You know what to do Uh That's our podcast for this week So Uh We thank you for tuning in We'll be back in a few short days Uh Until then Be good to your ears But be better to your people Talk to you soon <laughs>
0: Kenobi!